Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Meet Adam Mendler of the Bellos Group. I brought Alan on today to discuss leadership during a time of crisis, and certainly, folks, we're in a crisis. Uh, this is April 7th, 2020, so if you're listening to this from the future, recognize that neither Adam nor I know what's going to happen here. So I brought him on because he's interviewed some of the most recognizable leaders in the world, and I wanted him to explain what these guys are doing, what he recommends we do to get through this crisis and emerge stronger on the other side. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that powerful introduction. Great to be here. It's, you know, some powerful times and we need some guidance. Uh, And I know I'm very interested in what you have to say about it. Uh, But first, before we jump in, can you just give us a little bit of your background in 100 words or less? Sure. The 100 words or less part might be hard. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Give it a shot. Wow. That's going to be tough. Um, so I'm not going to start, you know, in the early days of, you know, being born and raised in Tarzana, California. We'll skip all of that. Yes. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I do a lot of writing and speaking, uh, specifically about leadership. Uh, I give talks to companies, big and small, nonprofit organizations, universities. Uh, I've built a few different businesses and in different industries. We created an office furniture company where we sell uh, the most in-demand office chairs, Herman Miller, Aeron chairs, at deeply discounted pricing. That's one of our companies. We started a cigar company called Custom Tobacco, where we give customers the ability to create their own private label cigars. We created a software consulting business. So um, serial entrepreneur, I do a lot of writing and speaking. And um, my most recent endeavor has been kind of taking a lot of the work that I've done uh, a lot of the media work that I've done and packaging it together in the form of my podcast, which is called 30 minute mentors, where I go one-on-one with the most successful people in the country, leading founders, CEOs, celebrities, athletes, generals, admirals on how they got to the top and their best advice for listeners on how they can get to the top as well. So Wonderful. the topic of this conversation is obviously very, very relevant. Yes. And I'm sure there's uh, a lot of lessons to be learned here, and I'm I'm uh, grateful that you're here to summarize that for us. Mark, did I get that in under a hundred words? I uh, know, Adam, but you know, I know you gave it your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's jump right in after that. So, given your conversations with these leaders, and, and given what you know. And I know this is an unprecedented time. I mean, there's probably been nothing like it since World War II. How, you know, can you summarize for us what your clients are saying at this point? That's a really good question. So we have three different businesses and our clients and customers are reacting differently depending on the business we're in. So, um, one of our businesses is a software consulting business, and um, that's a tough. It's a tough market for that company and just for that industry. Um, one of our clients came to us and basically said, "You know, we're stopping all non-essential spending. 
And because a lot of what we do in our software development company would fall under, we'll call it R&D, because we're creating the kind of software that will help companies create new revenue streams. Uh, this client came to us and said, anything that is quote unquote non-essential spending, we just can't spend money on. We're in survival mode. And um, they put a pause on their spending with us. So that's an example of the coronavirus crisis um, directly impacting one of our companies. Um, our cigar company, Custom Tobacco, our core customers are people who are buying cigars for events. So we do a lot of corporate events. We do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of golf tournaments. There are no events right now. Uh, everyone in the event space is freaking out and for a good reason because there are no events and there won't be events for the foreseeable future. So that business has essentially been shut down. I mean, we're still taking orders if anyone wants to order from us. Um, the office furniture business has been a little bit interesting because, uh, as mentioned, you know, we specialize in selling high-end office chairs. And the dynamic is now shifting dramatically in terms of how people are thinking about their office setups. So people are no longer working in traditional offices. They're not working from home, whether their home is an apartment or whether their home is a mansion. It doesn't matter. They're working from home and you need an office chair. You need a really good office chair. So that's kind of been an interesting shift for us in that we're now getting a lot of phone calls from people who are saying, hey, I used to be a, a software developer, or I am, I, I'm a software developer at you know, X tech company. And, you know, I used to sit in this chair every day when I worked uh, in this office building. Now that I'm working from my apartment, I want to get this chair. So we're seeing a lot of these changes up close and personal. I think the real question, which none of us have the answer to is how long are these changes going to last for? I, I tend to believe that these changes are going to be lasting, um, hopefully from a public health perspective, we can weather the storm and, you know, end this as quickly as possible with as much, whew, I mean, uh, you know, as, as little damage as possible to our safety and to our health and the health of our economy. Yeah, I uh, think, yeah. don't you think it's, We've kind of permanently changed some habits and some things in some cases, but not in others. I mean, as I, I almost think that we've pushed the market, at least the digital marketing side of things, uh, the online or the offline to online side of things about five years in advance, because those are people that weren't comfortable buying online and transacting online and taking Zoom calls and meetings totally. online are now much more comfortable with it. And so I wonder what's going to imp how how conferences are going to be impacted. Now, from my perspective, I'm kind of old school. I like meeting people face to face. I think the relationships are developed uh, faster, better, stronger uh, than opposed to you know a Zoom meeting. But you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are saying to themselves, "Okay, do I attend a conference live or do I go 
is this conference not that strategic to me? So I'll just do it via Zoom if, if the conference is, is offering it. So that to me is going to be interesting to see what happens in the next six months or after six months after, you know, the quarantine is lifted. So I, I want to now move towards, and thank you for those examples, by the way, I want to move now towards leadership in a time of crisis. So what are you telling these people, especially the ones in the conference industry that are completely shut down? I mean, are they moving everything online for the foreseeable future or, you know, what, I'm sorry, what are you, what are you telling the leaders of those companies? Yeah, great question, Mark. And um, I think, you know, in moments like this, um, obviously the first thing people, everyone needs to do, uh, most important thing is take care of yourself. Before you think about your business, before you think about your economic well-being, take care of your physical well-being. And that's the first step. Uh, make sure that you're eating right, you're sleeping okay, you're following all the best practices. I, I, you know, a big change that I've made in my lifestyle is I'm a very big news junkie. I've con been consuming much less news now than ever before because the news out there isn't very good and it just kind of takes you down a rabbit hole. And it's depressing. And, isn't it? Yeah. So, but, but get educated enough to know what the best practices are and follow them. But beyond that, my best advice is really take this time to focus, to keep your head down, to focus on the things that you can control. There are lots of things that are outside of our control. Those are things that we can worry about them, but worrying about them isn't going to do us any good. What we should do is take this time to the extent possible, view it as an opportunity, whether it's to reinvent ourselves, reinvent our businesses, pursue new revenue streams, pursue new entrepreneurial opportunities, take things that we were working on and really go in harder on them. Uh, that's what I've been doing personally. That's the advice that I've been giving everyone around me. A lot of the people in the event space who I've been talking to uh, the ones who are moving forward have been doing just that. And Mark, exactly to your point, the first thing they're doing is they're looking online. They're looking to Zoom. They're doing Zoom events. They're doing Zoom conferences. And Mark, like you, I'm old school in the sense that I, I like shaking hands. I like meeting people. I like you know going out and building new relationships face to face. But that isn't happening, and we all have to adapt, we all have to pivot, and those who can adapt and pivot will be the ones who will succeed, and those who won't will be the ones who will be left behind. So what if you, you know, you got the CEOs of these companies coming to you, and they're, they're saying, look, Adam, you know, I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm, I'm worried about what to do, how to handle this, what do I tell my employees, what? What, what, what's the advice that you're giving them and um, you know, how, how are they responding to that? Yeah, I, th I think the most important thing is you need to be honest. Uh, I think 
something we've seen at the very top of our government that has unfortunately made this crisis even worse has been dishonesty, has been not leveling with the American people about the severity of this situation virtually every step of the way. And that is something that every leader should look at and understand that as a leader, you need to be transparent. You need to be trustworthy. You need to be truthful. You need to be someone who has credibility to the people who you're communicating with. So it's more important to communicate bad news than it is to communicate good news that no one believes. So that's the first thing all leaders need to do. And that's the first thing that I try to explain to leaders who are managing in this moment. And it's clear and people understand it and the good leaders do it. Okay. And okay. So they, you instruct them, Hey, just be honest with your employees. Let them know there might be some layoffs. You might have to cut back. Be honest. And, and secondly, communicate. Uh, I think it's, I think it's extremely important and you can look at example after example those who are very aggressive in communicating with their stakeholders, those who don't hold back. So not only is it important for a leader to be truthful and to be trustworthy, but it's important for a leader to be in front and to be extremely communicative about exactly what is going on. So it's extremely important whether you're in the event space, whether you have a restaurant, whether you have an e-commerce business that's getting hit, um, whether you have a retail company that's getting hit, we can go industry after industry after industry. Mark, as you were talking about, you know, sort of your preference for meeting people face to face. And I was kind of talking about how I like that too. One of the things that I was thinking about the other day is I was looking at my closet and I have suits and ties and, you know, anyone in, in that industry is going to get hit for a long time. We're not going to be wearing suits for a long time or ties or nice shoes. So a lot of people are going to be getting hammered hard. And, you know, every company has lots of stakeholders and lots of people from top to bottom. And it's the job of the leader to be out in front and communicate very clearly what is going on, what the game plan is, what the roadmap is, how we plan on addressing it, what the strategy is. The strategy may not be right, but have a game plan, attack it, and be communicative to the people who are in your orbit and in your command. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I think that's wonderful advice. And just going kind of a, a level deeper on leadership, what, you know, what, uh, what should leaders do when their people start panicking? And I've seen this in uh, several different industries where people are either going stir crazy being at home yeah. or they're, you know, worried and frustrated that 
there's no end to this quarantine and nobody can provide answers, not even the government at this point, right? It's really hard to kind of figure out what's happening day to day. What, what specific things should leaders do in those situations uh, to either calm their fears or to soothe them in other ways? Yeah, this might sound very elemental, but it's something that every great leader does and every leader must do. And that's listen. It's a lot easier to talk than it is to listen. But all great leaders have the capacity to just take a step back and listen to those around them. And what your, you know, your level of anxiety might be extremely high relative to the person sitting next to you, or it may be just as high, but you might be very anxious over something very different than the person sitting next to you. So you might be going stir crazy because, you know, you have a wife and you're bickering with her and you have, you know, a couple of little kids and how you're not used to being around your little kids so much. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, how, how do I manage this situation? And, um, you know, and I've, I have friends who, who are in that exact situation and they're texting me saying, yeah, oh my God, I've, I've never spent this much time around my wife or around my kids. I don't know what to do. This is, this is driving me crazy. Um, you know, and then there are other people who are genuinely concerned about the well-being of society, about the, I have a friend who I spoke to the other day who, who, um, you know, we spoke at length and he was um, confiding in me about his deep concern about the state of the world economy and how is this going to impact the, the long-term stability of America and of our allies. And everyone has different fears and everyone has different anxieties. And I think it's extremely important for all leaders to listen and to address concerns individually, not to take a one-size-fits-all approach, but to really treat each person and each person's concerns right. in a very individualized way. Okay. I, and I think that was very well said. Uh, and, you know, I think people listening to this podcast um, show will we'll take note and learn from your, your guidance here. I, I want to move to the kind of the last section of this podcast, uh, which is, you know, leaders have some tough choices, you know, and it's very specific to their industry. And there are some leaders that can just sit back on their hands and ride it out. And there are other leaders that will lead the organization through the crisis and emerge stronger at the other end. Now, I understand both, both sides of the equation, you know, leading through a crisis to emerge stronger at the other end. I mean, there's probably significant investments you have to make, and that's a, sp a scary proposition to a lot of leaders. So the right, the right strategy might be, especially, well, um, I was going to use the restaurant example, but I know plenty of restaurants that are, that are doing, going delivery. But the right strategy might be to sit back on your hands. But um, how do you advise leaders that are choosing the path of, hey, I'm going to lead this company through the crisis and emerge stronger at the other end. What are you telling them? I personally think that's the best advice. I think that's the way to go. And I know that a lot of this conversation has been on calming anxiety and on soothing fears, but really the core of my message is 
let's take this time as an opportunity to figure out how we, you, I, all of us can pivot our businesses to the best places they could possibly be. So this is a situation that none of us want to be in. Obviously, if we could turn back the hands of time, we would do things very differently as a country, as a, as a world. But we are where we are. This is the hand we're dealt. And, you know, Mark, one of the things that um, you'd asked me to speak about at the onset of the show was lessons learned from the top leaders who I've interviewed. And I recently interviewed the founder of Square. And uh, the episode hasn't aired yet. It's going to air in June. But that interview was interesting to me. All the interviews I do are interesting to me. But that one was was interesting to me within this context because Square is a $20 billion company that was founded in 2009. So it was founded right in the heart of the Great Recession when it seemed like the world, or at least the world economy, was going to end. You know, things were in complete disarray. And one of the questions I asked him, his name is Jim McKelvey. And I asked Jim, Jim, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs and for leaders on how to best move forward in this moment, in the moment that we're in right now, given the experience that you had back in 2009? And what he said to me was, you know, he, he, was, he co-founded the company with Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey is the uh, founder of Twitter, is now the CEO of Twitter, was the former CEO of Twitter, and le- had left Twitter to, um, you know, and wound up working with Jim, and they started Square together. And, and Jim said, you know, he told Jack, I love starting businesses in these moments. I love the opportunity to do things in these moments, in these moments of chaos, because in moments of chaos, everything is disrupted. Things are being moved around. And yes, sadly, there are going to be lots of losers, but there are going to be winners and there are going to be big winners. And those who can step up to the plate and capitalize on the opportunities in front of them are going to win big. And we're already seeing it. You know, we can look at medical supplies, look at, you know, companies that are understanding the demand in the market for face masks. And you have apparel companies that the demand right now is not high for apparel. No one's going out and and buying, you know, new clothing because no one's going out and wearing new clothing, but everyone needs face masks right now. So you have all these apparel companies who are pivoting and shifting their operational focus to creating face masks. That's just one example. And no matter what business you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a leader, everyone is a leader. Everyone can be a leader in some way. Everyone should be a leader in some way. And everyone should really think about how they can take advantage of this opportunity to make the most of this time to be as successful as they can be in their business and not only lead their businesses as successfully as possible, but to also lead their lives as successfully as possible. And that's really my main message for your audience today. Nice. 
Okay. Very well said. I really liked where you went with that. And I'm glad you cited, you know, the founder of Square and, and what, he's, what he's doing. And if you look back through history, and I've done a lot of that in, in business, you see that the strongest companies emerge and they, and they, like, they age five years during these crises because while most companies are sitting back, you know, trying to ride the wave, the, the ones that emerge stronger are doubling down, tripling down, yeah. gaining yeah. market share, getting mind share. It's how they behave in a crisis. A lot of these companies that are trying to help people and do whatever it takes. Um, I like to cite Elon Musk, you know, making ventilators. He just totally turned a factory into making ventilators. Yeah. I mean, people remember that stuff, especially in times of high emotional turmoil. And they remember it and they say, you know what? I really like this company because when the the shit hit the fan, you know, they stood up and, and they did what it took to, you know, help out everybody else, even though they're probably not profiting from it. In fact, I know Elon isn't because he donated it. Uh, so, but I'll always remember that. And I know there's plenty of examples. That's just the one that I like to cite. Sure. Um, so your advice is spot on. I, I think somebody should come up with some sort of formula to figure out, okay, okay, you say, you know, double down, triple down. Well, what does that mean? What's that look like based on my company in this industry. I'd like to see somebody come up with that, but that's probably a, a much larger and longer exercise than a McKinsey or who yeah. I used to work for, uh, A.T. Corny would do sure. with a bunch of consultants. But still, I think everyone should be evaluating that. Everyone should be evaluating, okay, what if I did double down, triple down? What would that look like? And how will I emerge stronger at the, at the other end of this? Mark, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and just in terms of you know, consumable advice for listeners. So many of us, so many of our friends, so many of the people around us are taking this period as an opportunity to binge watch and to, you know, catch up on all the TV shows that they haven't watched. And, and that's great. I mean, sure, that's, that's awesome because you're at least, you know, not sitting around and sulking. But a lot of the people who I'm talking to who are people who I admire and respect and um, who are people who I know are going to be much stronger when this period ends are people who, instead of watching Netflix, are investing that time on their businesses and are investing that time on figuring out how to move forward and how to pivot and how to take the way that the market is changing and the way that our economy is changing and the way that consumer behavior is changing and incorporate that and change their businesses. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I am going to wrap things up. I ask everybody these same two questions. Uh, so get ready, Adam. The first is... I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> the first is, what is the hottest digital marketing technology that are, you are using or want to use? That's a great question. And I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that. Well, would you I'm, say it's Zoom? You use Zoom, right? I use Zoom. I don't know that it's the hottest technology. I do use Zoom. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of dodge your question. And I, I, I personally it's use fun. all the basic technologies. But, you know, I use the Google Suite and I use Zoom. And I, you know, use sort of enough kind of very, we'll call it, and elementary level technologies, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of dodge your question a little bit and say this. 
Um, I think it's really important for people to know their strengths and know their weaknesses. I am not uh, the, the cutting edge digital marketing guru. Uh, in my company, uh, I have a guy who fortunately is. And I think it's important for everyone to know what they know and know what they don't know and surround themselves with people who in general are smarter than them, but are especially smarter than them in areas where they are not uh, necessarily the strongest. So if uh, you want to have another episode and you want me to bring my digital marketing guy on, he can answer that question much better than I can. Perfect. Yeah, it would be a very short interview. <laughs> I, since, since you're punting, I'm going to bring one up. that uh, and Okay. Just started recently using these guys. They're called otter.ai. They are literally translating your words and my words on the fly right now. And it's, I'd say, 95% accurate. Actually, it's probably higher wow. than 95% accurate. So I can, I can scroll back right now and see everything that you and I just said and refer to it and uh, highlight it. It's, it's pretty incredible. And it's a blog post at the end of it because I just cut it into a blog. So otter.ai. For those of you that are listening, so my, my second question is, who is the most influential person in business today for, from your perspective? And I know you deal with a lot of leaders, so you probably have to be a little careful here, uh, but who, who is influencing you more than anybody else right now? Who's influencing me personally or who's the most influential business leader in the country? Ain't, well, any way you want to interpret it, as long as you provide that context, uh, Adam. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, wow, that is a that is a tough question. I really should have been should have been sitting on the edge of my seat for that one. Um, you know, I'm going to punt on that one too. And you know, Mark, um, if I would have known that I would be doing this much punting. I would probably try out for the Chargers. <laughs> oh, um, that's a low blow. But because, but I'm that's not. One of my favorite teams. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Charger fan. No, I'm a char- Charger. We can use. We can always use better special teams. So, uh, you know, and I always thought that if I was gonna come back as an NFL player, why not come back as a punter? That's right. You don't, you don't really get hit. It's kind of a good lifestyle. But um, I'm gonna answer your question this way. One of the reasons why I started 30-Minute Mentors, my podcast, is because most people believe that it's extremely important to have a great mentor, to have you know a person who can guide you and can hold your hand. And, that, and I actually agree with that fully. I think that is extremely important. I have had and have great mentors in my life, in my career. But what I think is equally important is to have what I call mini mentors. And what a mini mentor is, is someone who you can turn to even just one time and call them up or email them, connect with them and get their advice. It could be advice on something big. It could be advice on something small. Maybe you want to figure out what to do with an employee, maybe you want to figure out how do I get better shipping rates? Maybe you want to figure out how do I get more speaking engagements, whatever it is. You have issues in your life that you could use some handholding with. We all do. Everyone does, no matter how successful you are. And 
I've been very fortunate to uh, be able to develop a network with consisting of lots and lots of really successful and prominent people. And the concept of my podcast was really to conduct one-on-one interviews with the most successful people in the country and give listeners access to a network of many mentors. So for me personally, what's been extremely beneficial to me has been the ability to call people up when I've had those needs. And we, we all have those needs. And especially in times like this, um, everyone listening, I'm sure, is feeling some kind of need, whether the need is personal, professional, emotional, um, even you know those of us who are going full speed ahead and trying to figure out how to make the best of this moment, we could all use some guidance from people who are more successful than us. So um, I, I know that um, with all the punting that I'm doing, I'm probably NFL ready by now, but hopefully I'm able to get some insight. Yes, you're going to be drafted. In, <laughs> I'm going to step in as coach and mentor, and I'm going to say um, somebody that's really been impressing me much uh, or a lot lately is uh, Mark Cuban. Okay. And it's the only reason is is because he's putting out a lot of life lessons and leadership lessons that are out there, and he's saying, you know, essentially here's what he would do in this given situation. You know, don't worry, we'll get through this. So it's part motivation, it's part real practical business advice. So my hats off to Mark. I have interviewed Mark once. Uh, That's great. Yeah. Good guy, came from humble beginnings, rolled the dice. Uh, in a bad time and yeah. uh, came out the other side, uh, a big winner in, in broadcast.com. So uh, it's a good friend of mine used to run one of his companies. Okay. Wonderful. So, well, he's probably got a lot that he's invested in now given the, the shark tank. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Adam, um, one of the things I like to do is to uh, thank you for being on the show by mentioning, uh, I want everybody to go to his podcast, 30 minute mentors and subscribe. And Adam, how do they find you? Are they, is it just on iTunes or is it also on Google Play? It's, it's everywhere. So it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, it's on Spotify, it's on Stitcher. It's everywhere you want to find it. Okay, wonderful. And uh, again, thanks for being on the show. It was a wonderful conversation, especially given you know what's going on today. And uh, again, if you're listening from the future, you know, we don't know what's going to happen here. There's, there's nobody providing real clear guidance, and, and that's because nobody knows. And uh, hopefully we emerge stronger, better. I suspect, you know, things will change drastically in some respects and, and go back to normal in others. And so, Adam, you coming on and kind of sharing us with us your leadership perspective, um, I, I just I really appreciate you jumping on. And then kind of finally, if you enjoy our podcast, Please write a review for us in the Apple Podcast and Google Play apps. Your reviews do encourage us and help others to choose our podcast if you like what you heard today. Adam, uh, thanks again. Thank you, Mark. I know we've talked a lot about the importance of keeping an open mind and pivoting in these times. And one of the things that I've personally taken away from this interview is um, I might pivot and try out my luck in the NFL. So uh, this was inspiring to me. Well, we know what position you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, I really hope everyone listening in 
stays healthy, stays safe, and stays in good spirits. Just stay strong and let's get through this together because we will and let's all do this. Thank you. A reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions.